Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. Be wise in these things, for you'll know in your spirit what the personal barrenness of incompleteness feels like, and what the coughing and choking of life-sucking power-hungry black hole, critical and condemning bad breath tears, feels like as well. Know the difference? Fix them both. Cut them out of your life. Night Whispers. whispers. Night Whispers, February 12, number 043. And your Night Whisper title is... The one necessary route. And your dream word is discover. Matthew 13 verse 20 to 21 reads, But he who received the seed in stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the world, immediately he stumbles. Whoever is uprooted himself uproots others. Whoever is rooted in himself does not uproot others. So says the mad mystic Simone Weil, and of course, I do believe she's quite correct. Now, I do not wish to disparage Simone, this woman of phenomenal intelligence and courageous conviction, but her mysticism was quite, shall we say, rooted in a broad spiritual context rather than Christianity per se. Weil died aged just 34 years during World War II. She was working beyond enthusiasm for the free French, allowing herself only to eat what the Nazi-imposed food ration in occupied France allowed. Diagnosed already with TB, she probably ate even less. Upon her death, it was ruled that she committed suicide by starving herself while the balance of her mind was disturbed. In all probability, Simone was severely anorexic. Wheel's last piece of work before her death was called The Need for Roots. In this work, Simone, while addressing the past of her defeated and dispossessed country of France, both proposes and plans an intricate way ahead for the future of her country after World War II. That is the context from which I have plucked here her most interesting observation on roots. Whoever is uprooted himself uproots others. Whoever is rooted in himself does not uproot others. I think that somewhat lines up with some of Karl Barth's observations on the love of God, wherein he argues that because God is rooted in himself, therefore his love is an overflow of his essence that he turns toward us. Check Church Dogmatics, page 273. Now, extending these similar propositions of Whale and Bath, I wonder if it is correct that people who are rooted in completeness overflow in giving life, and people who have no root do not just wither and die themselves, but, and you will forgive my mixed metaphors here, like a drowning man clutching at his rescuer, will in the power, will in the power of those same panic, angry, self-soul-satisfying iron-gripped fingers try and pluck out of the ground even those very folks exuding the completeness and wholeness that they so desperately desire to possess for themselves. I think there's some merit in my thinking because Jesus alludes to this very fact as not only a natural calamity of growing wheat in this fallen world, but as an act of total war from the great enemy of our souls himself waged against the Church of Christ. So what can be said about these things? Firstly, then, we need to make sure that we have a root within ourselves which is fixed in the completeness of God. 
The root is within us, but the fruit is outside of us. It overflows from us. It hangs down full of righteous seduction, dripping with succulent juices and ready to be plucked from full and bent branch trees. Always, always, dear friend, make sure you look at your root before you look at your fruit. Secondly, that the felt choking from the world and even from the professors in the church, of which there are many, are more indicative of their state than of yours. The strangling tear and the care of the things of this world will always produce a choking on the fruit-bearing trees of God. Be wise in these things, for you will know in your spirit what the personal barrenness of incompleteness feels like, and what the coughing and choking of life-sucking power-hungry black hole, critical and condemning bad breath tears, feels like as well. Know the difference. Fix them both. Cut them out of your life. Listen. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came, and sowed tares amongst the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30. Pray with me, please. Lord, deliver me from the constant cares of this world and the tares of the enemy. Put soft soil beneath my weakling roots and rain down the sweet spring showers and warm me with the soft sunshine of your love and of your power, so that I may be well rooted and full of overflowing fruit to your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, and let it be so. Hello, Victor Robert Farrell here. Night Whispers is a ministry feature of the 66 Books Ministry, where we're teaching the world about the God of the whole Bible and his only begotten Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ our Lord. This 21st century applicable Bible teaching is what we do each and every day and we cannot do it without your help. So I would like to invite you to go to www.give66.com and make a one-off or regular donation today. It would be so greatly appreciated and it would continue to help us teach the whole world about the God of the whole Bible. So once again, please make your donation today at www.give66.com. That's give66.com. And thank you so very much.